When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Good evening, ladies and 
and gentlemen, welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to episode 154, guys, and welcome to a great show we have for you this evening, guys. We will be joined momentarily by the frontman of the Alice Cooper Tribute Band, one of the best Alice Cooper Tribute Bands out there, in my humble opinion, Zillion Dollar Babies. The man himself, Kevin Mercer, will be along momentarily. We're going to talk horror movies. We're talking Alice Cooper. We're going to talk horror soundtracks and things along that line. All Halloween themed, guys. Hopefully, you guys are amped for the holiday coming up. You got your plans. It's on a Sunday this year, so uh, we can get the trick-or-treating done. And uh, hopefully, you guys get your parties going and everything's good. Want to say a big shout out and a big thank you to everybody that helped out with the Autism Speaks benefit that we just came through, guys. We gained or uh, we gathered $800 for Autism Speaks, guys. Really excited about that. Really happy with all the bands that showed up Friday night. What a kick ass show. If you missed it, guys, you truly missed out. Great bands, great music, great time. And, uh, if you had been in the house, you'd have seen my wife attitude adjust me onto the pool table. Just saying, uh, want to say a big shout out to our sponsors, Rosenfeld dental associates located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. They are just five minutes from Metro park. You can find them online at www.njsmile.com. Once again, that's www.njsmile.com. Come rock your smile with the rock doc. David Rosenfeld nominated one of New Jersey's top dentists for 2020. Discounts apply for rock and roll union members. Make sure to tell them that CT sent you. Also, our partner, Phoenix Custom Printing. Guys, if you're in the market for band merch or if you're looking to get those family reunion t-shirts done or something special for the holidays phoenix custom printing is the way to get it done you can reach out to them at 410-206-2081 once again the phone number is 410-206-2081 or you can drop them an email at phoenixcustominc at gmail.com once again that's phoenixcustominc at gmail.com make sure to tell them that ct sent you and you'll get 25 percent off your total order and last but not least the home of pick sticks and laminates brett hunk customs if you guys are looking for that special something that you guys need to take your game to the next step this is the guy to call you can reach him at 410-508-1233 once again that phone number is 410-508 one, two, three, three. Tell them that CT sent you or that you heard it on the Rock and Roll Union podcast, and he'll take 25% off your total order. So, guys, like I said, a great evening of music ahead of us. Really, really excited to uh, talk to Kevin, get our horror stuff down. If you guys know anything about me, man, I am a big Alice Cooper fan. I am also a big horror movie fan. I go back to the old days, man. I'll go back to Bella Lugosi, back to um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, not the movie, the book, and uh, everything in between, Boris Karloff, the whole nine, man. But we're going to kick this off with a band that's not around anymore, but we're going to see some of the members in a future, uh, future grouping, shall we say. 
But this is a song that I've loved. I've played at every Halloween show that we've had since we started. And this is Lady Diesel's Monster. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com. And subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. Welcome back to our special Halloween special. Kevin Smith will be, or Kevin Smith, Kevin Mercer. You can see I've been watching horror movies like Tusk. Kevin Mercer will be along with us very shortly. But in the meantime, I just wanted to address two things. One, we have a very special, our next benefit show coming up November 14th at the York Inn in York, Pennsylvania. Our friends in York will finally get to see a Rock and Roll Union show, but we're pairing up with Magnetar for a food drive for the York Food Drive at York Inn in Pennsylvania. Also, 
The other thing I wanted to address is going into November, we're doing something very special here at the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, and we're going to be reviewing the top-selling albums of all time, the best, the greatest rock albums that have existed sale-wise. And we're doing, we're starting that off next week with our friend Mark McCarty of Rat Rod as we address Back in Black, ACDC Back in Black. Uh, Mark McCarty, of course, of Rat Rod, and you know how much they love their ACDC there, guys. So it's going to be a fun evening. And we're going to, uh, just to give you a taste of what's going to be coming up on the podcast. So we got. Back in Black, then we're going to be doing Pink Floyd's The Wall, The Beatles' White Album, Led Zeppelin's debut, and Eagles Hotel California. Eagles Hotel California will wrap that up. That'll be on the first night of Hanukkah, the last Monday in November. So really excited to get that series started, guys. We're going to have a lot of fun with that, and it's just going to be a good time all around. So... With that being said, I just wanted to uh, once again wish all you guys an early happy Halloween, um, whatever you guys have planned. If you have anything to weigh into the Alice Cooper discussion tonight, you can reach us at 914-338-1885. We're going to go ahead and prep the Alice Cooper with a song off of his first solo album. This is Steven. I don't want to see you go. I don't even want to be there. Cover up my eyes and pray it goes away. You've only lived a minute of your life. I must be dreaming. Please stop screaming. I don't like to hear you cry. Don't know how deep that took me. So I will cover up my eyes, and it will go away. You've only lived a minute of your life. I must be dreaming. Please stop screaming.
die. But if that's the way that God has planned you, I'll put pennies on your eyes. Gentlemen, is how the nightmare began. That was Alice Cooper with Stephen. It is my pleasure to bring our friend on board who has been with us several times. This is Kevin Mercer, lead singer of Zillion Dollar Babies. Kevin, thanks so much for being here tonight. Hey, what's up, PT? How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. So, you know, I got to ask because you do it several times throughout the year dressing up as Alice. How do you uh-huh. celebrate Halloween, Kev? Uh, generally with a show, <laughs> it's usually <laughs> our busiest time of the year around Halloween. It's, uh, other than a Kiss tribute band, you can't ask for a better show in a, in a, in a club. Absolutely. Now, um, what do you guys, what do you guys have coming up this weekend? Are you playing out? Uh, this weekend we have a show up in North Jersey. We're doing a benefit show for the, um, Oh God! Uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, I should have been better prepared. It's the um, the uh, Metal Militia Foundation up in. Um, gotcha. Uh, it's in in. Um, oh jeez. What is that? <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's it's in. Um, uh, damn. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it, it myself. I want to say yeah, Metal Militia. It's where it's where uh, uh, Old Bridge. That's it. Old Bridge, New Jersey. Um, yeah, it's where uh, basically Megaforce Records was found, um, uh, where Metallica actually started playing their first shows on the East Coast. Um, yeah. yeah, Metal Militia has been around for many, many, many years. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're doing that show Saturday. Um, 
we've also got uh, a couple of other killer acts on the bill as well. Made in America, really good Iron Maiden tribute is playing. And uh, our good friends, Denim and Leather, are, are going to be headlining the show. So uh, not only is it going to be a good show, but, I mean, it's going to be a good show for me to watch afterwards as, as well. So uh, you can't really go wrong with that. Now, are people still able to pick up tickets for that? As far as I know, yeah, they're still on sale. Um, I can give you the link right here. Hold on a second. It is. Yeah, tickets are still on sale. Uh, OldBridgeMalicious.org is where you get your tickets. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Old Bridge guys have been there. They, like Kev said, they've been there forever, and. The cool, I mean, a lot of, uh, they were big with Overkill. Overkill was a big part of Metal Militia. Um, a lot of good music coming out of there. Uh, Motorhead, I know, has also had their time with Metal Militia. So, yeah, really, Anthrax. really cool spot. And a hell of a show, man. So, I, I know you've been busy with the with the Zillion Dollar Babies, and I know you've also been uh, kicking ass with that Land of Oz. You guys have been going everywhere. Land of that. Oz, yeah. Yes. Yes, we have. Uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, doing more shows with them. We actually have some shows coming up in the area, not till February and April, but still. Uh, those of uh, those of you who have not been able to see Land of Oz, uh, you will now will be playing at the Landis Theater in Vineland in February, and we'll be playing the... Um, Sellersville Theater in April. Uh, awesome April places, man. So, yeah. So those are going to be uh, actual local shows for a change. Uh, normally our shows are like four or five, six hours away, but uh, these are actually local shows. So uh, if both of these shows are going to be um, full production. And I mean, you know, when I say full production, I mean like production you've never seen for a tribute band before i mean we've got like the full video screen the, the effects everything and i you know i gotta say i'm really excited I, i'm definitely coming out to that landis theater i got tickets this week nice. uh, my wife and i our anniversary is actually on wednesday and uh we got tickets for thursday we're going to see uh the evil dead musical that's playing over at the landis theater great place Really? I've never even heard yeah. of that. Dude, it, it's great. I mean, mind the language guys, but they, they, it's so goofy. They got a song called What the Fuck Was That? Um, they the, were in the VIP zone. So in the VIP zone of Evil Dead the Musical, the first three rows is known as the splatter zone. So if they kill anything on stage, it gets all over the first three rows. Oh, that's awesome. That's killer. So and my wife is gonna a be again? huge, like her favorite thing in the world is Evil Dead. So uh, we wanted to see it when it was in New York. We missed the time, but now it's at the Landis Theater. And uh, I got to tell you, the, the Landis Theater, guys, is an awesome place. So if you haven't seen Land of Oz, you guys will have your chance in February, and that's going to be killer. Yeah, and that's going to be a good show. Kevin, between me and you, man, just with the – the backing and the support that you have in this area, I can't see tickets lasting long. And that's definitely going to be a sellout show. Not sure about that. From what I've heard, Landis Theater is a pretty big hall. 
Uh, so we're hoping for a sellout. It'd be great. Um, we're, I mean, we're going to give it a hell of a shot. I mean, yeah, we do have a lot of fans in the area, so um, we are we're 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 pushing for a sellout. So uh, fingers crossed. So uh, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is where uh, we're going to save our Alice discussion for a little bit later. But I wanted to ask you um, and tell you a story that might make you chuckle a little bit. So uh, I'm a teacher and I have a teacher's assistant and my assistant's 21 years old. I got kids that are older than my teaching assistant. And I went into work the other day and I said, you know, I've been watching a lot of the old horror movies for Halloween time. And she said, uh, yeah, I know. I just got done watching Hocus Pocus. And I said, no, no, I'm talking like, Bride of Frankenstein and the Mummy and the old Mar- like Universal Monster movies. She right. had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Yeah, Hocus What's Pocus your- is, uh, is not a horror movie, and not as far <laughs> as I know. I- I've never yeah. actually seen it. It looks more like a comedy, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, not a <laughs> horror movie in my book. So what's your uh, what's your October viewing like? Do you do you watch a lot of horror in October? Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't everybody? I mean, shouldn't it? Um, I know last weekend the wife was away, and I really didn't have anything to do, so I just sat in front of the TV. I think I watched four horror movies, like, right in a row. Uh, It just seemed like the thing to do. So, And they're all over TV now, so there's always something good you can find. So there's plenty out there, and uh, it's definitely worth watching. Any thoughts on, and I'm sure you've seen it, any thoughts on the new Halloween movie? Uh, it's actually not bad. Um, I mean, it's got its moments. It's got a higher body count. Um, there are a lot of, uh, characters from the original Halloween that are in the movie. Um, as well as some actual original, uh, cast members that are in the movie that you might, you, you might recognize their name or you might recognize their face. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool to include them in it. Um, where it lost me was at the end, and I can't really say it without without spoiling the ending, away, but yeah. they, they, they just kind of make the same movie mistake that they've made with every other Halloween. I was like, you know, you kill Michael Myers, and then you're, oh, he's dead, and then you, like, walk away, and, like, you know he's going to get back up again. Dude, how many times has this happened? Wouldn't you just, like, <laughs> hack them to pieces and then, like, burn the pieces, like, and scatter them to the four winds so there's no possible way you can get back? It's like, you don't just kill them. you got to, like, kill them and keep <laughs> killing them, and they don't do that. Uh, then again, they've never really done that in any of these movies. So uh, I guess I'm not really spoiling the ending by telling you that. <laughs> so, right, right. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, and I was, like, watching it, and the way – the ending is set up. It looks like, okay, yeah, there's no way Michael's going to get out of this. There's just no way. And then he does, you know. <laughs> and, and, again, it, there's just some annoying parts that really get to me that I, I can't really say without spoiling. But that said, it's still worth watching. Um, it's better Absolutely. than a lot of the other Halloweens that have been out, uh, I guess, the last four or five maybe, or just kind of like let's throw it out there just to make some money. But, yeah. They put some more into this, so I, I enjoyed it. I got to say, since they rehashed 
the uh, the kind of like the Jamie Lee Curtis storyline, which I think is I think this is the third one since they rebooted everything. And yeah. like I agree with you as far as I love how they tie the original and this one together. I, I think that they did a better job of that this time around than they did the past two. Um, yeah. The, the, some of the, some of the murder scenes were brutal going back to like early eighties Halloween movies. And the other thing I got to say is I remember a part in, if you remember the movie uh, monster squad, the kid was watching some yeah. movie. Uh, it was like some some kind of like Jason type Michael Myers type movie, and his mother said, you know, they could blow him up and send his limbs to seven the seven different continents, and he'd still get back together. And yeah, like you said, it's the same kind of premise with Halloween, right? But I mean, it, it makes it fun. Any other new stuff that you're watching? Any uh, anything notable? Uh, not a, no, I, I go for the classics, uh, you know, The Exorcist. Um, one of oh, my yeah. personal favorites is It's Alive. I just watched that last weekend. I love that movie. Um, the recent, more recent ones, um, probably uh, Hostel. Uh, the first two Hostel movies were just incredible. Um I really love those um, because they're more like realistic and it's like it's something that could actually happen and yes. it just makes it that much more scary. Um, yeah, the two hostile movies are great. That other one by Eli Roth is really good too. It's not really a horror movie, more of a suspense, but it was called uh, The Green Inferno. Yes. Really good. Really scary. I got to say, uh, you know, disgusting, I was going but really good. With- Going through Netflix with my wife as far as uh, Hostel is concerned, and I was surprised as hell, and it's old now, that there was actually a third Hostel movie. I That was one of the ones I watched uh, last weekend, yeah. Um, it's actually not bad. Did a nice twist on it. Hostel comes to Las Vegas. I, I dug it. It was cool. That's good to hear, man, because I was like, this, this has got to be cheesy. I the worst new horror movie, as far as I'm concerned, that was kind of, I, I was a big fan of the Purge series until mm-hmm. the newest one. I didn't like the newest one at all. I have not seen it. It seems like they're 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 really trying to uh, to to run that one into the ground. Yeah. Um, I like the Saw movies. Those were all really good. Um, even like the last one, um, they're all like really well done. They just keep coming up with new ways to kill people. I just find it fascinating. Wow, well, I didn't think of that. Like, who thinks of that? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> some of the some of the the methods that they come up with for killing people. I'm like, wow, really? What twisted yeah. mind came up with this concept? You know. Uh, the and, other one I really liked recently was uh, Get Out. That was really really yes. good. Yes. Uh, Different horror movie, uh, but really good. I'll tell you what. There's been a chain, I think, of recent horror movies that I've actually found myself liking, um, like The Conjuring or um, uh, Insidious, I thought was pretty decent. And Mm -hmm. one movie that I thought was kind of underrated, but I, I absolutely loved it for what it was, was The Babadook. Mm, not familiar with that one. 
the Babadook, and with you being an Alice Cooper fan, I'm sure you would love it. It's a story that the mother would tell her son before he went to bed every night. And then the story from the, the creature from the story ends up coming to life. Okay. And, and like terrorizes the kid. It's insane. I love the movie. It, it's got an old school spooky feel to it. Uh, to me, the best kind of horror is that horror, it, not the gore fest so much, but the, the kind of leaves you with a, a feeling that you're afraid to turn out the light. Right. That's my kind of horror. That's what I love. Yeah, that's mine, too. <laughs> like, I remember uh, Stephen King had a quote that he said uh, the gross-out factor was, like, the least, the the lowest level of horror that there was, and that the mm-hmm. highest was more intellectual and more make you think. And that's what I'm, I think Asian horror has been fantastic. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Asian horror. Uh, I've seen remakes of Asian horror movies, you know, like The Ring and um, uh, what was that other one? Damn, I can't remember. But yeah, The Ring was like a a a, a remake. Yeah. Uh, the Eye. So, but yeah. Okay. That was another one that was. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say like early two thousands that they came out, but um. So going into kind of the uh, the Alice Cooper thing, man. How long, like, have you been a fan of Alice Cooper? When did you decide to start tributing Alice Cooper? And how many times have you seen him live? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, To start off with, uh, if I recall, uh, when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure that Alice Cooper Greatest Hits was, like, the first album I ever owned. So, yeah, it goes that far back. Uh, I what? <laughs> yeah, so, so many questions in a row. All right, so that's question one. What, what were the other questions? When did you decide? Like, at what age, and where did the whole tribute idea come into play? Oh, um, I don't. You know what? I I dressed up as Alice uh, one year, and uh, for Halloween, and um, it looked really good. And I got like so many compliments. I was like, wow, I could maybe I do look like Alice a little bit. I guess you know. Um, as far as singing, uh, I didn't, I've, I've been a bass player for most of my life. Um, so I didn't really start singing. Uh, I started singing kind of by accident because I was in an ACDC tribute band and the ACDC, uh, singer didn't show up for practice one night. So just for, you know, to, instead of canceling practice, since we were all there, like I, I'll, I'll just do it. I'm, I'm just like screwing around and stuff, you know. Just like just, just to get through the practice. And they said, "Wow, you sound really good. Um, why don't you sing?" And I said, "Well, all right. If you find another bass player, I'll do it." So I started doing that, and then I started getting the idea. All right. Well, if I can do that, what other bands could I sing and that I could pull off uh, tribute? So uh, the original idea was to 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 have a tribute band that had like a set of ACDC, a set of Alice Cooper, and a set of Ozzy Osbourne. So we went through the ACDC set. We went through the Alice Cooper set. They both kind of took on lives of their own, and we never really got to the Ozzy set, and we just said, you know what? There's too many Ozzy bands out there anyway, so there's no, really no point in doing it. So, And we already had enough on our plate with the other two, so I just stuck with the Alice and the ACDC. So... Uh, that's kind of how it came about. 
Wow. So how long have you been playing, Alice? Uh, about six years now. Oh. Man, I, I got to say, you do a hell of a job, and you bring the full effects. And, and like even to the smallest place that I've seen you at, you bring the effects. Right. And the costume changes. And yeah. How much How much fun is that for you? Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, how you know how much fun is it to like get made up like you're, you're like you're going to a Halloween party and just act like a total nut and nobody cares. It's like, wow, okay, well, let me rephrase that. People do care. They don't get that it's an act, that it's a show. Uh, we have been banned from some places because I, I go too far. But hey, you know. If they don't get it, they don't get it. So, but I mean, the people that know Alice, they get it. So, you know. Now, but can yeah, you there explain was, was, without saying without saying venues or areas or anything? Can you explain like some of the reasons you got banned? Like what was going too far? Uh, it's usually mostly because of the song "Dead Babies" that we play. Gotcha. Uh, and I do tend to. Um, you know, abuse a rubber baby doll on stage. <laughs> um, it is a piece of plastic. It's not a real baby. Uh, some people get offended by it, but I guess they don't get that it's an act. Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, that uh, one place uh, some woman was so offended that they actually called the police. Uh, so that venue never booked us again. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Uh, I had to laugh. So, you know, of course, me being me, I just decided to take the dead babies, you know, sketch to like a whole new level, like with a bigger baby and a bigger, you know, <laughs> the whole carriage and, every, you know, so and abuse it even more. So you've always got that to look forward to at the next show. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, and like how many times have you seen Alice live? That is a tough one, man. I think uh, they actually first time I saw him was like 1991, maybe. Um, I've seen it. Let me count. I've seen him. I've seen him with Judas Priest. I've seen him with um, the Scorpions. I've seen him with Motley Crue. I've seen him like five or six times on his own, maybe seven, eight times on his own. So probably about a total of 10, 10, 12 times. I'm guessing. Wow. So I just saw him like a couple months ago down in Atlantic City uh, when they kicked off their tour down there. And now, how just was as good that as show? He... And I got to say, the last time I seen Alice was in Camden, and I hadn't seen him for a while, and he seemed to totally redo everything. He had been on yeah. a like a kick of doing the same songs in the same set for a while. And then when I saw him again, it now he was using the whole castle kind of – motif in the background um yep he, he didn't do um ballad of dwight fry which i was really surprised because that was really a staple for him um yeah how was the atlantic city show uh it was good um he did change some stuff up uh did some songs i've never seen him do live before uh did some songs that probably only your diehard Alice fan would know, like from from the eighties, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Uh, I think he even did a song or two that I didn't know. Uh, mind you, I'm a big Alice fan, but I don't know every single fan. He's got so many albums. 
Um, and I mean, there's some albums I've never even heard. Uh, and yeah. Alice will tell you himself that uh, they're during a period in the early '80s. There are three or four albums he doesn't even remember making. So yeah. <laughs> it shows you how good they were. So, you but, know, I uh, yeah, say, he did some... to that to those early '80s albums. I really, I mean, I I thought they were the worst. things like um, Zipper the Fashion and. Uh, special forces. Special forces. Yeah, those, those were. Yeah. Hard to watch. Not, hard to listen. Not to. not not so good. Not so good. Right. Well, everybody's got their clunkers. Or I mean, back then he was like so out of it with with, with his substance abuse issues. You know. Yeah. Thank God he's he's all clean and sober now. But yeah, you know he was he looked like he was a goner there for a while. So, and uh, then the next thing you know, he comes back with like three or four great albums and he's right back on top again, you know? Yeah. So. I got to say the, the, the ascent for him, as far as I'm concerned, coming out of those drugs was like from the inside. I thought that was a phenomenal album. And I think that started picking things up a little bit, but uh, before the show, like this past week, I asked you to come up with what your top, uh, what your top five Alice albums are, and uh, what oh, man, what would you say would be your number five? So tough, man. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Uh, let me think on that. All right. Um, well, I'm probably going to get crucified here, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of like the uh, the later Alice albums. Um, number five, I would probably give give you Trash. Uh, it's just got. It was probably, you know, on his comeback level, it was probably, like, the best of the comeback. Yeah. Uh, just so many good songs on there. Poison, House of Fire, Bed of Nails. I mean, geez, it's just such a great album from start to finish. I was a big, or always have been a big Steven Tyler fan, so that Only My Heart Talk, and I absolutely love that that song. And... uh yeah, I I, yeah. I gotta agree with the trash album just because, you know, it, it was a bit more. He had Desmond Child, I believe, working on this album, and uh, he had some guest hosts like uh, Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, I think, was on this album. Yep, he couple, was. Yeah. I think uh, Kip Winger was on here at some point. Uh, but. I'm not sure. Well, he used to be an actual member of Alice's band. So before he was Kip Winger, he was Alice's bassist. So no shit, I never know. I never. Oh, you I know that. Yeah, well, day. before before there was Winger, he was he was Alice's bass player. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I think I would put Trash right there for my number five as well. Uh, mm-hmm. How about number four? I got to go with Hey Stupid. Again, uh, I would say Trash and Hey Stupid are are like neck and neck. I mean, there's there's so many great songs on that album too. Um, yeah, I that I one mean, wasn't as commercial or commercially accepted as Trash was, but yeah, I, I it was a great album and feed my Frankenstein from Wayne's world being yeah, on there. Feed my Frankenstein. Hey, stupid. And you know, I, I hate to admit it, but 
you know, I think he was collaborating with Desmond Child at the time. At the time, but I mean, it made a difference. You know, he he made some really good music. You know, uh, with Desmond. So um, I think my number I, yeah, four I is that uh, all the time. I think four for me would be the last temptation. I absolutely love that album. Mm-hmm. Um, good album. You had it's got a couple of good uh, songs on it. Oh God! Why? Why did Chris Cornell on there? I remember when the album first came out. It came with a comic book, and he did a, a trilogy of comic books with this album. And right. I bought into the whole thing. I thought it was great, like the whole kind of like sadistic carnival atmosphere to it. And I think there were some great songs on here. Uh, things he kind of tried a little bit different. Lost in America was on there. Yeah. Uh, Unholy yeah, War, I one. thought That's was great. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, just that a album bunch as well. of good I have to go back and listen to it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard that one. I'd have to go back and listen to it. It's not on now, my regular uh, playlist. Now we get into the nitty gritty of it. What's number three for you? Uh, again, going with the 80s. Um, got it. I'm probably getting crucified because I'm skipping over all the uh, the classic stuff. But uh, yeah, I like Raise Your Fist and Yell. Uh, uh-huh. In my opinion, from start to finish, every song is great. Uh, it's probably his second heaviest album. Uh, it's got the whole '80s guitar sound, um, you know, and it's just like super heavy. Um, yeah. And, you got Prince of Darkness on there. You've got uh, Freedom. You've got Chop, Chop, Chop. <laughs> I mean, you can't get much heavier than that. But yeah, it's just a really, a really solid album, in my opinion. Do you know if that was Kane Roberts era? That is Kane Roberts. I'm not sure. I think that might have been. No, he was on two albums. He was on Constrictor and that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's... that was kind of a different twist for Alice, but hey. Whatever. I mean, the guy was a good guitar player. He might have had muscles like crazy. And I mean, it, it, it kind of silly to me, but still, he was a great guitar player. I'll give him that. Now, for me, my number three would be the Welcome to My Nightmare album. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, for his debut after the band, for his solo debut, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. great tunes on there to Black Widow and Welcome to My Nightmare and I, I always watch the the production they put out for the TV show every Halloween time. I love watching it with the whole dancers and realizing that, you know, that's when he met his wife. And there was just a whole lot of stuff around that. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Disney helped promote that tour. Really? I didn't even know that. That's interesting. So yeah, that was okay, but yeah, really, really good album. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you got for number two? Number two, I have Brutal Planet. Um, it's yeah. a later album, but it's by far his the heaviest album he's ever done. And again, every song is just heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, it starts off with the title track, uh, and it just doesn't stop being brutal like throughout. Uh, some of the, the the lyrics are just like the heaviest, most intense stuff he's ever sang, and the guitar. I, I think I read an article on um, 
actually I read it in Alice's book, come to think of it, uh, in the making of that album. And uh, the producer just kept kept hammering on the guitar players. Nope, it's not brutal enough. It's not brutal enough. So they just kept, you know, the riffs, you know, they would just go for a heavier, more brutal sounding riff. And like, it just worked. Every song was, was brutal. So you can't get more brutal than that, I guess. <laughs> My wife and I, like, we're both big Alice fans, and one of our favorite songs comes off this album, which is Give Me. Give Me was such a killer song, killer video, and that was a really cool concept, We, I really think, for that song. Absolutely. And uh, what is number one? All right, you're probably going to crucify me for this, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, all the classic albums are just so great. It's almost impossible to pick just one. I could have easily picked, like, the first few albums, and and those would have been most of my top five. But I decided not to go that way because not every song on those albums is great. I mean, you've got Billion Dollar Babies. You've got Schools Out. You've got Love It to Death. You've got Killer. They're all great albums, but not every song on every album is great. So for my number one album, I cheated and go ahead, crucify me. I picked greatest hits. Plus it was the first <laughs> album I ever. <laughs> so, so greatest hits covers all those albums, but like the best of those albums. So yeah. I, I, yeah. So I cheated. <laughs> to me, uh, I'm probably the, the stereotypical Alice fan here and I go with killer. Um, some of my favorite, like just straight up rock songs came off of that, like under my wheels and, uh, be my lover, just mm-hmm. great stuff. And, but you know, I got to give a couple honorable mentions as well. Um, his newest album, I think is fantastic. I think it's a throwback to that. I like it. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also got to give a heads up to his uh, Hollywood vampire stuff. I thought that stuff was pretty good. Yeah, that's really good too. Uh, I had I had a chance to see them uh, a couple years ago on that that first tour there. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Not so great on the second album for some reason, but the first album was just really good. Um, I wonder if it had something to do with the songwriting because well the the first album being a straight covers album but it it's really cool to see Johnny Depp stepping away from the movies for a little while and playing guitar. Yeah, I was a little skeptical of that. Um I saw him live and Johnny can play. He's not a virtuoso by any means, but he can play. Um could be better at the stage presence, but I mean, he is Johnny Depp, so he doesn't really need it. I just remember Alice was introducing the band members, and you know, you get to the drummer, and the crowd goes, ah, and you get to the bass player, ah, and this is Joe Perry, you know, it goes ah, high, even higher, and then they get to, and this guy, and then like the, you know, the, the crowd went from ah, to ah, like yeah, all female, like you could just hear the pitch of the crowd. And, like, it was, like, deafening, like, total, like, every female in the room. Like, they couldn't believe they were, like, that close to Johnny Depp. (laughs) Uh, So, 
it's actually a pretty brilliant move on Alice's part. So yeah, brought a whole new audience to to see Alice, pretty much. Man, and, and I got to say, you know, being a, I'm a giant Aerosmith fan. They were one of my favorite, one of my first favorite bands, and Joe Perry is like almost a godlike status in rock and roll. And right. it, it's funny to hear like the crowd difference between, you know, you got a rock God up there and then you got Johnny Depp who I'm not taking anything away from, but he's not Joe Perry. No. And you get more craziness over Johnny Depp than you do Joe Perry. Mm-hmm. It, well, you know, Definitely. it also makes me wonder how many guys got their girls to go just over the case that Johnny Depp is on guitar. Uh, I'm sure there were tons. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a couple of Facebook posts that literally, I can't believe I'm 150 feet away, but I'm this close to Johnny Depp, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Man, I'm hoping he does something new with that soon. Um and, you know, one thing I always said for Ozzy Osbourne was that he always surrounded himself with these amazing guitar players. And then mm-hmm. if you go back over, like, the past at least 15 years with Alice, he's had the most kick-ass female guitar players anyone's ever seen. Oh, yeah. Well, he had Oriante, and now he's got that new one uh, from uh, the Iron Maidens. Um, God, her Nita, name escaped well, me. He's but got yeah. Nita Strauss. Nita, Nita Strauss, and she's like the best in the band. I mean, she just kicked ass, like over everybody else. So anybody I, who says that women can't play, that that's total bullshit. Not only can she play, but she can rock. And to find out that, you know, I, I follow her on social media, and she's actually the great-great-great-great-granddaughter of something of Johann Strauss. So that she, she's got the legends in her family, so the apple didn't fall That's too cool. far with her. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, she's, she's definitely a highlight of the show. She's been doing some stuff with, like, the WWE recently, like, wrestling. She's been doing different, uh, like, entrance songs and stuff like that, playing guitar, which is kind of cool to see Rock get any kind of exposure like that. Right. Well, isn't that what WWE is all about? Um, You know, like, all their intros and everything like that are pretty much all, like, hard rock and heavy metal. So I'm I'm not a big WWE. I don't really follow it, but... You know, what I have seen, yeah, is, you know, you you hear Motorhead and you hear, you know, what oh, yeah. have you, but, you know, so. I and now I hear it, that it, uh, Nita's actually going on her own tour after she's done with Alice, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool to see her by herself just to see what she does. I mean, she's put out some killer, like, solo stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I'm big into, I mean, Chuck Garrick, who's also in his band, has his mm-hmm. own Biso Blanco, which Biso Blanco is phenomenal. With Alice's daughter, that's correct. Yeah. Caligo. Yeah, that, so, they, mean, they kick ass. Now, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, if you, if you know this, I know it was 
Calico originally dancing for him when I first started seeing him. But I think his mm-hmm. younger daughter is dancing for him now. Am I correct? Uh, I believe it's his wife, Cheryl Cooper. Cheryl's still up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wow. was on the – she was when I saw him in Atlantic City. Wow. You yeah, know, he's I think got – a... I, I started listening to this um, – Audible's got this really cool thing that's a free listen if you're a member, and it was – um. It's called In Their Own Words, and this is the second one that they've done. The first one was Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, and, you know, he talks about the the getting together of Green Day and where they came from and things like that, and then he goes and he redoes some of the, some of the songs that they did, but kind of like acoustically. The second one, which I'm listening to now, is Alice, and he's talking about the whole beginnings uh, he just started talking the point where I'm at. He just started talking about Cheryl and uh, some of the songs that he redid acoustically, like I'm 18 and uh, under my wheels, just phenomenal the way he to hear his older age sing this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember meeting Alice at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill and Cheryl was with him. I think everywhere he right. goes, he's got his wife with him. I think that maybe that's where Rob Zombie got it from. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was I, I lived down the street from from that uh, place, and uh, I found out that Alice was there. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I could. I'm like, I could go and dress up and go meet Alice and get my picture taken with him. And, like by the time I do all that, it's going to be over and he's going to be gone. So I missed my one and only opportunity to meet him. I would have been there in a flash if I had known. I was so pissed. Now, I kind of oh. felt like a dick. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put this out there, and I kind of felt like a dick because I didn't realize the full original Alice Cooper band was there. So I waited in line for about three hours to meet Alice. And then after I met Alice, I just kind of walked away because without realizing that the next table down was the original band, I didn't even say a word to him. Really? I was like so high on me now. And then once I got back out there, like, you know, the, the original bands there, I was like, Oh my God. So, wow. Yeah. I felt like a dick in that ass. Yeah, I, I've met the other guys at uh, some of those conventions before. I just never had a chance to meet Alice. It seems like I, I'm always like just missing him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, and, I mean, uh, down to earth. What what killed us was we, me and my family waited in line. We just wanted a family picture with him. And the right. brilliant guy that ran the place said, "We're no longer doing group shots. You're going to have to do your photos one by one." Mm-hmm. And that's just going to slow the process. That's not speeding anything up. No, that's so, kind of silly. Well, so instead of taking money, though, one group pay. family shot, we proceeded to get six shots of everybody. Okay. So, so and that, that cost you like six times the money, though. That's the thing. No, no. They charged us the same. Oh. Um, I got him to sign the uh, I'm sure you remember the old uh, I think it was from the 80s the Alice Cooper Marvel comic yeah mm-hmm. found one of the vendors yeah, selling that got Alice to sign it he was really cool and uh, 
really good with the kids. But, you know, it's it's so funny to see so many bands that emulate him, but knowing that he also has that steep in Christianity, so he still has that moral fiber to his being. Okay. That's cool. Yep. I, I, I can't disagree with that. So, I mean... I, I remember I was able to ask him one question and I asked him about that and he not realizing that his father was a pastor. Yes, he was. That they were missionaries for the Native Americans and all kinds of stuff. Like that was his upbringing. That's right. And crazy stuff, man. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, Alice was spawned from that environment. Uh, kind of like as a rebellion, you might say. Yeah. But, I mean, now Alice is born again Christian himself, so who's yeah. to say what's right and what's wrong? And, uh, you know, I think I have every DVD that he's released. Well, I, have I don't one, have every one, though. There's one video, maybe it was the Billion Dollar Babies tour, where he had the mannequin on stage with him and he was spitting down the front of it and collecting yep. it on the bottom. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it was on that video, he was hitting on some girl that was in the first couple rows and her boyfriend was getting pissed. Okay. And he kept, the more her boyfriend got pissed, the more Alice hit on her. And the guy was trying to jump the rail and everything to get it out. So it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> uh, now I got to watch that. What was it? What, what was that again? I believe that was the Billion Dollar Babies tour. All right, I'll have to either look. that or the Super Duper Alice Cooper that came out. Okay, I have that. I'll have to go watch it again and see if I can spot that. <laughs> but uh, as yeah, far as this coming week, Kevin, what do you have in store for? Uh, for your Halloween hauntings, I know you got the shows coming up. You doing anything else beforehand? Uh, beforehand, no. That that's actually the next show uh, Saturday uh, up in Old Bridge. Uh, the week after that, um, we do have a show down at halftime in Newark, Delaware. Nice. Uh, we're going to be headlining. It's going to be our full show. Uh, it's also going to be the very last Zillion Dollar Baby show for quite a while. Uh, so we're kind of announcing it as the last show. Technically not the last show. Uh, we got some retooling to do and some new members to gain. Um, so we're, we're basically rebuilding after this show. So it's going to be a while before you get to see us again. Uh, so if you want to see the show, um, in the, like the full show, uh, be at, um, halftime in Delaware and on the 6th, uh, Saturday, November 6th. Wow. And uh, any, I know you can't foretell the future, but any thoughts or any hopes on how long of a downtime it's going to be? Uh, it's kind of tough to say. Like I said, uh, we need to replace a few members. Uh, we need the new nurses on it. If you know anybody who, who thinks they can pull that off, uh, let me know. But uh, we're looking around. Um, one of the issues is COVID. Uh, I know our, our drummer is not a big fan of, big crowds during covid uh so he's kind of wants to back off for a little bit to see how it goes um so we're just kind of i guess we're just 
calling it a hiatus at this point. So um, it's not like it's not like I'm going to be sitting on my butt and bored. I've got all this other stuff going on. I've still got oh, yeah. uh, Land of Oz, and I've got uh, Ultimate Live Evil, the Dio tribute band to play with too. So, and uh, there's also some talk of a Metal Gods reunion show. So I oh. might be doing that in the very yeah. So that should be cool. No dates yet, but uh, we're just in the uh, talking stages right now. So now, I know you were in an original band. Are you guys doing anything with that? No, we haven't done anything in about a year. Um, things just kind of, you know, with COVID and everything, it just kind of fell apart. We used to practice once a week, and then we stopped. And Gotcha. And uh, then before you knew it, uh, this guy was in this band, and this guy was in this band, and this guy was in this band. And, like, we didn't really have time to, to go back to it. <laughs> so we just yeah. kind of just kind of – fell apart no hard feelings or anything like that just you know everybody's too busy to do it so uh we're all still cool um i mean guitar player greg is still still my guitar player and zillion our babies so yeah there's no hard feelings for the for anybody in the original band but uh, it was fun while it lasted gotcha so yeah dude i'm really excited to see everything that you got coming down the pike man i'm i'm betting my ass i'm gonna get out to that uh halftime show just because I I remember when we first started with Rock and Roll Union like one of our first things was trying to come out to a zillion dollar baby show so definitely got it that was one of our earliest shows too I think I think if I'm not mistaken that was the first show we used in Nurse Rosetta if I'm not mistaken yeah Yeah, you know that's the one thing that I got to say as well is that you always had the uh, you had the entourage you had the different characters with you which was awesome and uh yeah I, I really enjoyed everything that you you guys have done so far so really hoping the best well we've been working in it hard for a long time so i mean you know we put a lot into it so yeah we'd like people to see it for sure um, any, uh, I did, any thoughts on uh any other kind of props or anything that you'd like to use if you could pull anything out of the alice like wardrobe what would it be uh, prop wise or clothing wise, um, well, I had been working on. Um, I was gonna make a um, a suit that he wears for Black Widow with yeah. the uh, spider arms attached to it and stuff. Um, I just figured since we're going on haze for a while, probably not gonna be using that just yet. So, uh, but no. that's that's common, um, and you know. We've always discussed doing the um, the guillotine. Um, just seems like the venues we were playing, it just kind of wouldn't wouldn't work out so good with the guillotine. I know how he does a trick; it looks awesome every time he does it. But now that I know the secret, it's like you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. But in order to do that, you need a big you need a big stage with you know something that can accommodate that. Uh, so, and that's just not. And not at this point. I mean, if we eventually get to theater shows, sure, I'd love to do the guillotine. So, and it's easy to do. I just, you know, need someplace big enough to use it. That's all. So, yeah, those two things are are possibilities in the future. So we'll see. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to hang with me here for a little while. And uh, 
Dude, do me a favor and post all the upcoming shows on the Rock and Roll Union page so we can make sure we get some people out there taking, getting some tickets and uh, getting their asses out to the show. And uh, Will do. In advance, happy Halloween, my brother. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. We'll be talking soon, dude. Have a great rest right. of your week, Kevin. You bet. See it. So that was Kevin Mercer, man. I'm telling you, between Zillion Dollar Babies and Land of Oz, he is a busy, busy, busy guy. We're going to go ahead and do a double shot of Alice Cooper. Here is I Gotta Get Out of Here.
excuse me? What part of death don't you get? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What part of death don't you get? I'm sorry, are you talking to me? What part of death don't you get? Hey, I signed on for a nightmare. What part of death don't you get? Really? I mean, that's a little drastic, don't you think? What part of don't you get? I don't, I, I can't, whoa. What part of death don't you get? I get it, but, but I don't what get it. What part of death don't you get? I'm thinking here. Hello? Oh 
That'll do here at the rock and roll union podcast guys have a great halloween be safe and we'll talk to you next week much love